Hello and welcome to the Mentally Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Stinner, mental fitness coach for high performers, basically a personal trainer for your mind. If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur or a professional who wants to do more in your life and business, you're in the right place. This show is all about living to your fullest potential, experiencing more happiness, fulfillment, and success, breaking through the limitations of your mind, showing up with more energy, focus, and confidence, overcoming stress and anxiety, and optimizing your physical and mental performance. My goal is to support you in your personal development journey so that you can work less, accomplish more, and be happier. Are you with me? Let's get it. All right, you guys, today in this podcast, we're going to go over how to consistently stay motivated every day, all the hacks and the tools I've learned to do this, and uh, just explaining to you the process so that way you can start to incorporate this into your life, start applying all these details, and uh, really start to get the benefits out of it so that way you don't have to have those down days, you know, those days where... Um, you're just feeling kind of swamped with, let's say, emotions, or you can't really remember why you're choosing to do something, whatever the scenario is. So I'm just going to jump right into it, just so you guys get the most bang for your buck right away. All right, so we're going to first talk about kind of, um, let's look at it from a kind of point of view of this is like the first step in the process. And I'll let you know when the process kind of finally comes all together, but it's just a couple steps, and I'll talk about some exterior stuff. So the first step really into creating this structure to have consistency, stay focused, is to identify with your values and strengths. So you might be, you might be somewhere where you're not really sure, you know, what's important to you. Maybe you're really at the the very beginning phase where you're not sure where to go, what to do, what's important to you, what do you want to do. Maybe you're not sure what you want to do. Maybe you're in the middle of a career change, or you're, you're trying to reestablish like why you're going down this road that you're going down, right? So identifying your values and strengths is super crucial for that. Um, there's all kinds of different practices you can do this. I'm sure you can search on Google and there's all kinds of values and strengths exercises that you can take, but I'll just throw down some stuff. It's, you know, first thing you want to do is, you know, what basically identify what are you good at? You know, it's like pretty straightforward, right? What are you naturally good at? Now, that doesn't mean you can't improve at things that you're not good at. But it's good to have a starting place that the things that you're kind of naturally good at, that you've always been good at, maybe in the things that you've really enjoyed doing. What do other people say about you that you know you're you're good at, or is kind of you're kind of part of your personality, who you are? Because it, it actually, in a lot of cases, is really beneficial to more or less focus on your natural attributes, your natural skills that you're good at, because everybody's different, right? We don't have to be good at everything. Okay, this is something in society. I feel like in a hustle hustle culture and in society, we're told that we have to be good at everything. You have to do be able to do the every job, and it's just not true. You should be in your zone of genius and part out um, the stuff that you're not so good at and the stuff that you don't really enjoy. There's nothing wrong with that. So first, identify those things. You know, what are your values? Would be the next part of that. So you identify your strengths and what you like to do. But what, like, what are your values, right? So like for me. I really valued um, health. I really value mental health, right? So physical and mental health. I value, you know, supporting people and becoming the best person they can be. That's really important to me. So that's why when I worked as an electrician in the past, 
you know, I always found myself talking with the people I worked with, you know, they'd always ask me about health because I was always generally healthy eating all these, you know, healthy foods compared to them exercising. And I just found that, you know, even though I was working a totally different job, I was always talking about health. I was always in that space doing that all the time, right? Because my values aligned with that. So to kind of try to identify those things, right? Because we want to build a structure of why you're doing stuff around things you like to do, right? Pretty straightforward. So the next one is going to be identifying your why. Now, I don't know if you've heard this before, but there's that classic thing where you ask yourself the why question over and over and over and over again. And the point here is that you you want a goal that's deeper than just status and achievement. So it's not like, you know, I want to make six figures a year so I can have, you know, the nice house. Well, why? Well, because I want to be comfortable. Okay. Why do you want to be comfortable? Well, uh, because, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of struggled in my life before, you know, and it just didn't it didn't feel that great. It's like, okay, well, why, why would that be important to you to feel better? It's like, well, then I would, I would feel at peace. I'd feel at ease. You know, I could support my loved ones. Okay. So now we're starting to get into something that matters more than, you know, I want that nice condo in the city, right? That's going to be a bigger driver because now you're connecting it to an emotion that's much more important to you at a deeper level. But you also want to step away from having too many, you know, means to an end goal, right? Something that's a, an exterior concept, like a, an exterior goal, right? Like there's nothing wrong with having an exterior goal, like having the body you want, making a million dollars. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want something that's really deep and meaningful and pulls you every day and excites you every day, it has to come from something internal that's important to you. Something that feels a need and emotion and experience, something that you want to get out of this life on this planet, other than being able to boost your ego, right? So start from a place that's meaningful, right? Something that's a meaningful emotion to you. Um, and then you want to also ask yourself, um, is this for me, you know, or is this for somebody else? Because a lot of times we, a lot of people, we're, we're doing a lot of things for our parents. We're doing a lot of things for somebody else. You know, it should never be, I should do this. It should be, what do you, I get to do this. I want to do this, right? Not, oh, I should do this, I should do that because, you know, my uncle said this one time and, you know, my dad said this one time, my mom said this one time and I, I feel like if I don't do that, then I'm a failure. It's like, well, are you doing it for you or are you doing it for them? Because you're not gonna be very motivated if you're doing things for somebody else. And on top of that, if you're doing it for somebody else and you reach that goal, you're gonna feel pretty empty once you reach the goal because you realize you never really did it for yourself it's not going to feel very fulfilling, right? So very important filters here at the beginning to set up some success for um, staying consistent in things that matter to you, right? So next one is going to be identifying how this serves something greater than you. So this is pretty crucial because once you start kind of you know getting comfortable in your life, you start getting you know, the income that you need, and you start kind of aligning what matters to you, um, you start to see that participating and supporting humanity as a whole, and this just naturally happens, you can look at, I think it's Maslarchy's hierarchy of needs, <laughs> I can't tell, he's got a weird name, but basically at the top is like giving back, and it happens after everything else, it happens after you feel secure, 
happens when you have enough food, you have a partner, um, you know, all like the, all the met, the needs are met. It's at the very top. And it's about something greater than you. It's about providing to the whole. It's about, you know, supporting and moving, you know, humanity together, right? Teaching some other people, right? This is why you find a lot of mentors and a lot of people who are very successful in their lives. They get to the end of their life and all they want to do is teach. All they want to do is give back. All they want to do is somehow dispute, distribute this knowledge to other people and give back to the purpose. And they don't even want to, they don't want to even, you know, get paid for it a lot of the time. They don't even care as long as they can get it out to other people because it's about something bigger than you, right? So this is really crucial too because it really brings a lot of deep meaning and purpose to your work, which I don't know about you, but it's it's really important to me. That's a big, big driver for me that lets me helps me stay consistent every day because I'm going to be far more motivated to get up and do something when I think about contributing to humanity, humanity's consciousness, expanding consciousness, supporting people's mental health, creating a better world. I'm way more motivated to do that than, oh, I can't wait to get my new condo. You know what I mean? Do you see the difference? Like, again, condo's cool. I appreciate that. You know, we're meant to enjoy things here. It's the way I see it. But there's things that are more important than that, right? So I want to say these couple things on that point is that giving is shown in studies to create two times the amount of happiness than receiving or getting the thing that you're trying to get or long for. People actually get more happiness and more fulfillment out of gifting things than they do to receiving anything. Uh, this is a quote by... Uh, Abraham Lincoln, which I like. This one really kind of wraps it up into why you can be motivated every day. And his quote is, I was successful today because I had a friend that was counting on me and I couldn't let them down. So I find that very powerful when, you know, you have, let's say, accountability where you have other people around you who are counting on you in a healthy way, not in an unhealthy way where you have to perform otherwise you know, somebody's going to be upset at you, right? But more like somebody looks up to you, somebody needs the support or um, likes the support that you give. Like, let's say you have a kid, right? Or a sibling or, you know, an elder that you're helping take care of, right? It's very motivating to get up and do stuff and stay connected because, again, it connects you to a bigger purpose, right? A bigger meaning to your work, whatever you're doing, right? Okay, next category. Feel the emotions attached to the greater purpose. So this is crucial. Now we can we can map in a lot of the work that I do with my clients, and you'll see this with any type of embodiment work, any type of emotional intelligence work, whatever you want to call it, wherever you want to go with it, that we can chart out the concepts, right? We can plan the goals, write them all down, whatever. But it's very, very important that we connect to the emotions around why we're doing it. That's going to make us feel a lot more embodied and it's going to help us manifest and focus on those things and bring our body to the vibration of that focus, right? So what we want to do is once we've written all those things, we want to connect to that. And I highly suggest getting comfortable. I like to close my eyes because it's a lot easier to tune into my body and listen, okay? This isn't some deep meditation, you know, you're not going to go into some transcendental thing. This is, you don't need to do those things. It takes five minutes. And what you're doing is you're building the awareness 
and the actual neurological connection between your mind and your body, mostly through the vagal tone, which goes through to your gut, which is kind of seen as the brain of the body, right? And the rest of your nervous system that comes down through your spine, through the base of your brain, right? Into your spine, to the rest of your body. And we're really practicing the connection to the body and what it feels like, the sensories, right? The sensation of excitement, the sensation of love, the sensation of gratitude, right? And also at the same time being aware of anything that's tight anywhere, right? So we're, we're working this muscle, right? We're building this connection so that way we can more easily connect to it, right? So we can leverage those emotions and connect to those emotions because they're going to drive us a lot and they're going to get us very energized and excited. You know, if you've ever been to, you know, some sort of event, maybe I personally have never been to one. I mean, in terms of a Tony Robbins event, I'd love to go to one. But, you know, you go to anything where it's like, I can't think of the word right now, but where, you know, uh, inspiring, you know, place for motivational speaking, right? You're all ramped up, you're energized, you're feeling that vibration, you're in that state, you're feeling the energy, the emotion, you feel like you can change, you can do all these things, and then you come home, a couple days go by, and uh, you just don't feel the same, right? You kind of feel disconnected from the motivation you had, right? But it felt so real, you felt so motivated at that time, at that place. You can create that for yourself, and it's about learning how to connect to that. Now, the motivational speaker and the energy in the room, it's, it's kind of hacking that and getting you there without you actually learning how to practice that skill. But you can connect to that energy at any time. It just comes down to how you build that muscle over time. You know, just like going to the gym and working something out, you get stronger, you lift more weight. It's the exact same way with the brain. The brain has actually been shown to be more of a muscle where you can continue to build it and get it stronger and stronger and stronger. It's not like this limited memory bank or limited capacity, right? It can just, it has like infinite potential. It's quite amazing. So I just wanna see my notes here in terms of emotion because I kind of went off on a little <laughs> bit of a process there. But, you know, practice visualization is what I said. We wanna picture this goal, right? My goal is to um, help support my grandmother, you know, make sure my kids have the best life they can have, you know, get that promotion in the business so I can help affect the world better right and when we connect to this and experience it your mind does not know the difference between an experience that's actually happening in your real life in real life you know right now and when you close your eyes and you visualize it this is why your dreams so feel so we uh, sorry your dreams feel so real this is why professional athletes practice visualization in terms of their skill right they practice hockey players will practice scoring the net and passing it and baseball players will practice catching the ball pitching or batting right and hitting a home run it actually helps them practice the skill of coordination um, and any other skill that their their sport demands as if they're actually practicing it. it's like real practice so this is a pretty amazing thing that it's not meant to just be looked at as being foo-foo not true it's very very true in terms of how the brain works and how it actually builds those neurological connections so visualizing is very important. All right, so the next part is gonna be about how to do this every day, how to connect to this every day. How do we leverage this so we can stay consistent, right? Because this is what it's all about. Now we're moving into the actual actionable parts of this process, okay? So if you actually go to my Instagram, 
I have a free mentally fit method guide that you can do, you can download, uh, where I talk about awareness, talk about how to see what's working, what's not working, put the pieces together. And in part two, you can also grab as well, I show you how to create a process that connects you back to this every time you're feeling off, every time you're feeling disconnected, right? Very, very simple. And I'm gonna give you some info what's in that because I actually charge 15 bucks for that. But I'm gonna tell you in short how you can do this. It's much more robust in terms of you know action steps and how to do it inside there. I definitely recommend getting it. But I'm gonna give you some tips in terms of how to do it right now. So we wanna create what you just gathered from the, the, the previous part of this podcast. And we want to create um, this vision. So for example, if I wanted to, if my purpose was to, let's do something very like exterior. So I want to race, right? I want to get a race or I want to perform better at work or I want to get a new client or I want to land the deal, whatever. We're going to create that vision. We're going to create that connection. And we're not just going to like create the vision in our head, but we're also going to connect to how it feels. We're going to connect to the sensation it's giving me. So the point here is that when you're feeling like things aren't going very well, you're feeling unmotivated, when you can close your eyes and visually connect to that picture of, let's say you getting the raise, let's say you landing that client, let's say you getting you know, the deal, whatever, you're going to also connect to the emotion it gives you, the sensation. Now, a lot of people call this visualization. I like to add a little more of a spin to it where we're going to practice this more often, like once or twice a day, and you're gonna use it as a tool when you're feeling like the opposite emotion is the best way to look at it, right? So when you're not feeling motivated or you're feeling um, you know, down or whatever, whatever your experience is, you can have a tool that gives you the opposite emotion, the opposite experience that's customized to the outcome that you can see yourself in that would make you feel more confident, make you feel more successful. And then you can utilize that tool, connect to it, feel it, be grateful for it, and then boom, you're off to the races. It works really, really well. So that would be basically the short of how that works. Amazing tool, recommend doing it. It's one of my favorites. Definitely practice that once or twice a day. And you can apply that to many different facets in terms of, you know, let's say you have goals for your finances, your career, your relationship, your health, whatever. Okay. So in terms of regulating the nervous system is another one. I got two more points I want to talk about. So regulating the nervous system is super important. We got to fill our cup up, you know, so you can pour into others, you can pour into your work. If you're not filling your cup out, you're going to cup up, you're going to be burnt out. You're not going to feel focused. You're not going to be energized. And it's very important to have that space and that time. However you do that, right? In our culture, especially the hustle culture, we are burning out like crazy. We're running out of fuel. And if you just take five to 10 minutes, a couple times during the day, just step back. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm gonna take a break from work and I'm gonna look at my phone. That's not taking a break. Sit down, breathe, close your eyes, relax. To be honest with you, stare at a wall. <laughs> like, let your mind process, let your mind wander. I'm a napper. I like to take five, 10 minute naps. Well, that's a little short, more like 15. And then I'm just totally recharged, ready to go. That's just the way I work. My brain needs to settle all the processing that I've been doing and it needs to calm down and rest. I found that really helpful when I break it up into a process of, you know, working for an hour and a half and taking about a 30 minute break. Works really well for me. 
So we want to fill our cup up. We want to re-energize. It's not just about going, going, going. You re-energize, you're going to be able to problem solve four times as fast than just staring at the computer or whatever you do and uh, torturing yourself until you figure it out. doesn't work. Trust me. I've been there. <laughs> it does not work. I wish I knew this one you know, years ago. would have saved myself a lot of frustration. A lot of frustration. Okay, last one. And then we're going to call her good. Find someone for accountability and support. You have a partner, you have a friend, you know, have somebody who can help support you stay consistent, right? Maybe they, they can remind you of why you're doing something if you're having a hard time connecting to it. Maybe it's a coach, right? Maybe this coach can support you to navigate where things are not working. Because a lot of times when we're thinking through things in our own head, we miss things, right? We miss things that don't seem like they matter or we can't quite problem solve it from our point of view. But when you have a coach or somebody who can help you, they can look at it from a different perspective and they're able to also look at it from an angle of supporting you and listening to you while you're just kind of lighting out the issues. Because it's really difficult to, to do both. It's really difficult to solve the problem while you explore the emotions. It's very challenging to do that at the same time. It's much easier if you're having somebody listen and watch as you're explaining them and then they can be more objective while you're being a little bit more intuitive right it's difficult to do both at the same time okay so have somebody who can support you and uh you know if it's a friend or a partner i'm very grateful for my girlfriend we are both coaches so we support each other in many dynamics um and it's very very helpful for accountability it's very very helpful for support and uh i, I can't even put a dollar amount on it it's priceless like the, the ability to get through things a lot quicker absolutely amazing so that's going to be it for the how to stay consistently consistent every single day um you know you can i could expand on this and expand on this and you know we didn't even talk about you know looping traumas and habits and how you you know curb procrastination and that kind of stuff i can talk about that in another podcast um because that gets a lot more into fulfilling the need of an emotion this one was more about how to structure and how to connect to that inspiration more of a strategic way, an emotional way. But it's not its not really the other piece, which is going to be you know your addictions, your distractions. I'll talk about that one in another one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know if you have any questions. Message me on you know Instagram. Love to hear some feedback of what worked for you guys. And if you have any questions about anything, always I'm always there for you guys. Otherwise, see ya. Thank you so much for showing up today and listening. I'm grateful you stayed here until the end and I hope you got something out of it. If so, drop me a rating or review because it helps more people like you get the support they need. Also, feel free to share this podcast with a friend or screenshot and add it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at Jonathan Sinner and I'll definitely share you. I've got more resources for you over there, so definitely check those out. Don't be shy hitting me up on any questions. I answer all my DMs. Stay mentally fit out there and I'll see you next time.